Welcome to Change Making Women, the podcast for women who make a difference. With Ziada Bade in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, and Marianne Clements in London, in the UK. So, hi, and welcome to Change Making Women. I'm Marianne Clements um, in London, as usual, in the UK, and Ziada's here tonight, as usual. Yeah, hi, everyone. And my name is Ziada, and I'm podcasting from Dar es Salaam. And we have a guest with us this evening, and her name is Shelima, and she's somewhere else. So maybe we can invite her to tell us uh, where she Hi. is. Hi. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> Hi. Uh, yes, I'm Shelima, and tonight I'm uh, podcasting from uh, Bordeaux in south of France. Mm-hmm. Cool. And since we, we've already introduced where you are, maybe just go right ahead and tell us a bit about who you are and what you what you do <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the days <laughs> yeah no, all of us yeah. um who i am um, i'm a singer i'm a mother i'm a thinker um i'm a woman and um i'm a spirit um mm-hmm. a lot of uh, different things but uh, in um in a professional world, I'm just entering the singer singing world. Mm-hmm. So I'm a singer. Yeah, you're, 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 so I should have said, we, we, we know each other from, from a time when you were living in London a, a long time ago. Yes. Mm. That How was, many uh, years? 20? That was uh, probably a little bit less than 12. I was 23. I was just coming back from my first trip to Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was 23. To, to 23 so yeah 17 years ago actually yeah. we met um, oh wow yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. we got a decade yeah <laughs> okay, again back. actually okay, again actually a time which was quite important for me because it was um i'm half spanish and half malian um and uh when i was 22 i went for the first time in in africa which has which is a continent which uh, has always been part of myself but i kind of didn't know about it so mm. uh, it was also at a at a kind of turning point that I met you that's that true mm. that's true and it was when I was in uh, I was studying yeah I was doing Absolutely. my finals I remember what yes. I remember is that it was the house of happiness yeah yes, you, it was. <laughs> you stayed in my house the house of happiness and used to make the best quiche Lorraine in the world how did I <laughs> I don't remember that bit. But I remember there was a, a a beautiful atmosphere. You were studying. I was still exploring of what yeah. and how I was going to go about my life. Um, it was uh, I was starting up in music, but in the background of music, I was uh, uh, helping a musician, which who ha- happens also to be my husband, to kind mm-hmm. of um, uh, start start up a career. And it was the exploration for me. So it was a beautiful time of. Uh, I, I really have uh, beautiful memories of that time. Mm. Me too, me too. Mm. You mentioned that it's just, it's your entry to the singing world. Um, when, did you, when did you actually start taking singing career seriously? Um, I, last year actually, it's uh, probably just about a year ago when I, um, I, I had been writing songs for, for probably 
a year and a half um, back then. And I wanted to test myself out in front of an audience. So I organized my first concert um, because I had um, managed to get all the musicians I really wanted to work with. So last year was my first ever show. So it's a very, very young career, but um, um, it started much, I mean, the, 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 the singing need started really uh, six years ago when one day I woke up and I realized that um, I was a singer, but I didn't know how to go about that. And I didn't know what kind of singing. I actually didn't know how to sing. <laughs> so it took me quite a lot of time to, uh, to engage into that road. Um, lots of uh, trials and error and uh, doubts and, and retrials and re-errors and re-doubts and you know, a few moments of celebrations and a few moments of um, breakthrough as well, which, uh, which brought me to, to last year, to that first show. So tell mm. us about the first show. It yeah, very it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, very scary. And we had little time to put the show together. We actually had three days. Mm. Um, and uh, most of the songs that I, uh, I mean, the way I write songs is quite often I would be with a guitarist and there would be a, a, just one note or two notes that are going to trigger, trigger um, a few melodies in me. And I know from those melodies, sometimes I'm like, this is a song and I build from that. So I had a few songs which were mainly written acoustically, guitar voice. Mm. Um, and it was the first time that um, I had an idea on where they should go with other musicians, but I didn't know how it sounded, um, you know, how the final music should sound. So it was a quite interesting time for us to put this, um, this music together and this show together. And it was very, very scary, but um, thank God by that time I uh, put in, brought into my life a lot of meditation and prayers, mm -hmm. and that really helped me to, to make the step, to jump, mm -hmm. basically. Mm. Tell us a bit more about that. Like how, like, like, how do you use it to help you? Like, is it about doing it a really regular practice, or is it before you go on stage? Or like, is there some mm -hmm. way that no. that works for you? It's a, for me, it's a, it has become a, a, a nearly everyday practice. I say nearly mm. because there are some days where I'm just so tired that I yeah. just break into bed. But if I don't do it like just before, I mean, I try to do it just before I go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I wake up um, and I do it because um, I feel so, uh, I, you know, maybe that's just my feeling, but uh, I have been feeling so bombarded with, a lot of uh, external things which don't belong to me and makes me a very scared person and um, uh, and uh, frustrated as well that mm. I need to re-inject some good thoughts and um, the value and the, 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 the belief, the real belief, the very deepest belief that I have, I have to give them uh, real credit and I have to, uh, in my sense, I cultivate them now um which makes them grow stronger and and which um helps me really in my everyday life mm. Mm. and it bring it like it's really interesting to hear you talk about it like that and it makes me want to 
take you back a little bit to like you said there was a day when you woke up and you knew you were a singer and I know that before that you'd been in the music industry but not yourself as an artist not um, at all no and so, so that was a shock it was, <laughs> a was shock. it was a shock and it was terrible because um <laughs> I I had been accompanying some of amazing beautiful musicians and We've been lucky enough to go around the globe and to go to lots of different stages where you discover other, other music, other musicians. And I had a very critical ear. Mm. So when I, when I first remember that I, I, you know, I used to sing when I was a kid, I wanted to, you know, it was evident for everybody that I wanted to be a singer. Mm. It's just that one day kind of shut up, you know, completely disappeared in my life. So I, it was a shock because first I realized that unconsciously, but maybe I had been in the music business to um, slightly to fulfill my music uh, wishes in a different road, like in a, in a less scary road for me. Mm-hmm. So it was like a real realis- realization that, um, you know, maybe I, I hadn't been, you know, um, um, my fear drove my life yeah um in a sense i don't regret any of that because i've learned so much i've had so many amazing experience and what then i you know on the journey i use all that experience in my own music and in the way also i lead my career if i may use that word which i don't really like but for the sake of that um moment i will um, so it was it was scary, and the, the the most scary was when I opened my mouth to try to sing. I hated the sound of my voice. I just actually didn't know how to sing. So I went to see a lot of um, different teachers um, who you know tried to show me some some ways. But I I, I felt very frustrated by it because. Although it was use, I mean, now I found it useful to have a coach, but at the time I didn't have the basis of the really basis of my voice to be able to grow from. Mm-hmm. And so I, I always felt that uh, there was something so external brought onto me because sometimes they, they, you know, some teachers would tell me, but this is your voice. And I didn't feel it was my voice. You see mm, what I mean? Like, yeah. It was like, it's very, it was a very, it was a way of formatting a voice which I deeply felt that it wasn't it wasn't mine and it's only you know I I kept going in and but really uh, I was uh, I was in the tunnel for several years just uh, following slowly I have to say slowly that road Uh, and it's only when I start writing songs that um, I discover the basis of my voice and and then I could work from it and I progressed so much I explore so much and and I start enjoying then so much about it. Mm-hmm. So mm, it took me quite a while. Yes. Mm, it's really interesting. So it was once you started writing your own songs that you found it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, one day, mm. I mean, I, I went to Senegal. My, my son at that time was living in Senegal. And I felt that was, it was a good thing because his dad uh, is from Senegal. So it's an important thing to... to um, for him to really know the country, not as a tourist who comes twice or three times a year, but as mm. someone who lives, you know, who lives the, the Senegalese way. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I went to join him and I was with a friend uh, with a, who had his guitar and we were in the middle of, you know, the bushes with beautiful trees. 
and just the night skies and the and the stars to to watch our work so no judgment you know just mm-hmm. uh, just um, mm-hmm. beautiful you know just beautiful openness which kind of uh, led to a lot of things and I remember very well that night where I felt that this is my voice this is me mm. I remember that very well that is quite interesting and I guess it I, I can pose a question do you feel like sometimes I mean this can go to you or Marianne as well do you feel like sometimes as women you know we put our dreams on hold because of fear um, I don't think it's just a woman problem. <laughs> I think it's, a, it's an everyday problem. Yes, I, yeah. I, I do. I certainly do. I mean, I sometimes see in, in others, it's more difficult to see or to realize it from mm. our own point of view. But uh, for me, it's very clear. Yeah. Okay. Cause, yeah, because I, I just feel like sometimes, you know, you start using excuses like, okay, now I'm a mother, I'm just going to put it on hold for now until my child is a certain age. Or now I just got married, you know, I want to start a family, so I'm going to put my dreams on hold. <laughs> or you know, we, we always tend to have more, I just feel like we tend to have more excuses than a man would. Mm, I think maybe they just, maybe they just use slightly different <laughs> maybe slightly different excuses. Yeah, I do also think that there you know sometimes um, we yeah we each have our ways of doing this, but most people I've ever met have done it at some point in their life. If not, yeah, are still ruled by it that sort of sense of fear of the things that they really want to do. And a lot of the time, I think like for me. For a long time, I had kind of no idea what I wanted to do. Like it was like buried, and then it's yes, mm. yes, mm. yeah. I mean, for me, it's exactly the same process because mm. I didn't, you know, when I was going with all those musicians, I never felt, oh, I want to be on that stage. So that's the mm. weird thing. It's like it's it was really, uh, I think it was I was so frightened that it was it went way it it went way under it. It got buried so deeply. That mm. it only, it's, it's only through actually um, uh, like a, a crisis that it came out. Mm. And, and I think that for a lot of people, either it's con- conscious uh, or it becomes unconscious because sometimes it, our dreams be, are so un, unreachable or we feel that they're so unreachable because we are told that we should be that kind of person and they should do those kind of things like normal people do when we should you know have a family and buy a house and buy a beautiful car and go on holiday you know i don't know what what's the normal thing but there's a there's a there's a there's a pattern which i strongly believe in terms of right from the education system and you know also from our own families which is all about earning money mm. And and so you look at all the things that actually work in terms of earning money. And there's so many um, uh, jobs, uh, I mean, so many passions that get buried because they don't, you, you know, you can't or you're not supposed to make a living out of it. Mm. Uh, uh, well, actually, when you think about it differently, I think that everybody should be able to make a living out of what they truly want to do. But uh, that's another, you know, that's another question. Mm. I'm interested, Chenoa, um, since you were in, as it were, in the business before that you decided to become a singer yourself, like what sort of reaction have you had from people that you knew in the business? Um, 
I didn't reach out too much. I mean, I, I'm going quite slowly on that. Mm. And um, my music is, uh, is not the kind, I mean, it's a mix of some of the networks that I had. Um, but I work with jazz musicians and I work with world music artists, like African artists in particular. Mm. And my music is, um, it's, I've, I've got uh, real difficulties in defying it because it's, uh, it's uh, a soul music, but it mm. has, it's so free. Mm. It doesn't stay in one category. So if I go, you know, if I go to people that usually like world music, they will not necessarily respond to some of my music. Mm. Or, the jazz uh, it it would be the same because it's not jazz it's got everything in it but in a sense it's quite unique mm. so <laughs> i i don't i mean um some friends musicians you know kind of follow me and encourage me mm-hmm. uh, but i'm not uh, i'm not counting i mean i i've discovered through that journey of working 15 years in that business that everybody has their own road their their own proper chemin we would say in french so so, uh, and i still have to work through to work my way through my own way of allowing my music to be heard and and particularly for me to perform because that's what i love to do Mm, mm, i'm still i'm still exploring and i'm you know i have no idea (laughs) at that stage but i go one day by you know one day by by one and I've got new ideas one day and I apply some of them uh, and I meet some new people and and that's how um, the work can carries on basically carry on I think that's really good advice almost for anyone wanting to do things that are you know not a traditional road through the world like it's really easy to be trying to like think I know for me as well like trying to think too far almost in the future in one way and then not be like following the day-to-day next yes exactly yeah (laughs) actually when i when i do that it it gives me headaches so i had moments where i'm trying to think like ahead because obviously i'm i'm still a mermaid i've got my responsibility and i want the best for my son as well Mm -hmm. and sometimes i'm like oh but where are you going it's like because the in a sense that financial road is not that evident (laughs) yeah so i i really i really uh, uh, stopped um, worrying uh, about it uh, and I, I, I go through I mean my intention was to go through I'm doing a tour at the moment and it was to just go through that tour and do the best that I could do mm-hmm. on that tour and then take them and see and then from there work the next step so yeah. um, even if like in that in that kind of uh, in music you have to work way ahead um but i can't um make things faster than they are and i have to accept the rhythm it goes so mm. and i start enjoying actually that rhythm <laughs> so i came to your show a few weeks ago in london and um i was super impressed and i really enjoyed it and i wanted to ask you like um something about the inspiration for I guess, I mean, you've already said it's like you follow different pathways of your music and maybe some of your inspiration coming from different places, but maybe just, I'd love to hear a little bit about your inspiration for your, for the songs that you write yourself. Um, yeah, I think there's a, there's one theme uh, that 
um, more and more inclined to follow. And all my songs are around the theme of love because I think mm. that's all that matters in that in this world, mm. and all the declination about about love and and the highs and the lows. Um, and I did started actually some of the first songs that I ex- explore were a bit in the lows part of of love because it it was also. Um, it kind of followed also my own way in terms of clearing out some old things. And I think that in order to, to, to be a better person and to be happy and to be free, you, you need to clear up a little bit of things in, deep inside. And that mm. means seeing them, accepting them for what they are and letting them go so that you can then put on some more positive um, um, thoughts and um, feels feelings mm. too. So all all I'd say that all the songs that I write write are about love, and that's that's really. I mean, I haven't yet written something else than that. Mm. <laughs> and it's not just like the love between a man and a woman. It's, you know, it's yeah. a, it's about friendship. It's about the love of nature, and it's about how you know the world and nature is is you know it's like we can really live in harmony with it and we with with i mean i don't like to to call it it but with these beautiful uh, expensive Mm. places um we can take a lot of inspiration uh, uh from from nature uh and i think that there's a there's a movement there's a flow that can really i mean to me it's um it really works into my music Mm-hmm. so it's it's all you know it's a, it's all the kind of love it's it's i mean it's love with the big l it's uh, all the declination all the the ways you can think about love mm-hmm. that's that's a theme that i love and love that you cultivate not love that just comes and go or love it's it's about you know there's always this theme about more and more cultivation mm-hmm. i don't know if it's mm-hmm. right it's in english cultivation cultivate yeah like a seed you know like you know like a plant yeah. Yeah. that you take care of it's uh, it's not i mean you know obviously love can grow like you know like all the herbs can grow everywhere but there's if you really put your concentration onto you know the love that you can grow from within and from without there's there's um you know i think that's, that's mm. a beautiful way of living yeah and i like to bring it to my music for sure Mm. okay now here's a fun question for you do you have a ritual before you write your songs no because there's not one way of writing a song i mean some days i'm like oh i feel i really want to write and there's nothing coming (laughs) yeah there's a couple of songs that literally i was on the street and i start having music in my head and i start singing and then I, I know I have, I'm onto something, so I would take my phone and I record something that only I'm allowed to listen to again mm. because it's dreadful in terms of, you know, it's just me like singing very quietly onto my phone so that nobody can hear it. And then I work from it. Or sometimes it's, you know, with another musician. Or sometimes, mm. I mean, I, I, there's no, no, there's no, there's no routine to it. I, uh, you know, and I'm too new to have a routine. I think. Okay. Like, I've got about 15 <laughs> songs, so, but they've all been written differently, I'd say. Okay. I seem to remember <laughs> that Eleanor Brown, who did the soundtrack, gifted us the soundtrack for the show, told us that, yeah. um, I, I think she told us on the show that um, 
she, she she often and this happens to me as well with the writing that I do like it quite often in unexpected places absolutely yeah now as now as a mother as a singer you know as a woman as a thinker as a spirit how do you balance out your your life I don't balance <laughs> <laughs> I I well I have to make choices and I have to um you know obviously like um, um everybody have to make a way mm. of making it work um quite you know I've always been quite lucky to be um uh to have around me you know my family who's always been there for me so mm. uh, you know particularly my mum she's really helping me you know again on that on, on this new journey um but how do i balance it i mean it's like i'm with my son for instance i'm homeschooling him so i have some time with him and he follows me at the moment with me uh, on tour okay. or when i have to when we sh- shut the video when i have to travel because i think it's a um it's also part of it, you know i it's also part of his education but like uh, since uh yes yeah, since last year um I took him out of school and he comes with me. So we are kind of uh, free, uh, free birds. <laughs> mm, <laughs> um, yes. Not quite, you know, it's true that we haven't quite yet a, a, um, a place of, that we call our own. Um, mm. But there's so many places that we can call our own, you know, uh, like even at my mum's house um, uh, here in Bordeaux or in Paris with my sisters. I mean, I've got friends everywhere. And we, we never stay in a place very often. So <laughs> we don't need at the moment that kind of stability. And, and the fact that we're moving is not yet a problem. If it became a problem, mm. then I need to find another solution. But at Absolutely. the moment, not. Mm. And I live with... Um, um, I, I moved quite a lot in my life. And I used to live in the UK for nearly 14 years and I, when I when I moved back from France I was very proud because from 14 years in the UK I came back with four boxes mainly books a guitar and my piano and two suitcases of clothes and I thought that I wasn't I wasn't too uh, you know it was still too heavy and a lot of logistics in terms mm-hmm. of like planning back to France but I felt that I, it was it was a good step that you know I cleared a lot of things and I'm not attached to a lot of material material things absolutely <laughs> and i cleared a lot of things since then actually <laughs> so you've even less now and yes what do you take with you on your on the road Shelley? because i know you're touring at the moment and in a minute i'm going to ask you to tell us where you're going next but um what do you take on the road with you like are there any special things that you have to have with no, you? no i've got my the dress that i'm going to wear on the show Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got like a you know just the clothes to travel and to be comfortable and and warm because mm-hmm. it's so cold at the moment, right? And mm-hmm. and my my uh, toiletry that's all. And I then, don't have a, yeah I don't wear a lot of um I'm not maybe I will try one day but I'm not in the in terms of stage um, a person that wears a lot of things uh, jewelry or I don't wear makeup or. Um, so I try. To, I like to be quite sober. Um, sober is not the right term. Um, simple, mm, probably. Simple. Yeah, yeah. Simple. It makes sense. Um, so tell us where you're going next on tour, because um, 
I've been quite impressed so, to see all the places you've gone. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, last week we um, we spent quite a lot of time with the bands to rearrange, to finalize the arrangement of the, of the songs, and I'm so so happy of the of the music direction. It we had a beautiful show on Friday. It was, you know, I actually, I'm still high from that show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so good. And uh, actually tomorrow we're traveling to the Alps, uh, so to the mountain. Mm-hmm. And I'm really scared because it's snowing everywhere in France. <laughs> so we're, we're going right up in, into a mountain to, um, there's, a, there's a festival um, there for people that go skiing um, mm-hmm. after the ski. So we, we're going to be a band, a discovery band. Mm-hmm. on that festival mm-hmm. and then the next one is going to be the Paris show um, in a beautiful jazz club uh, called the Sunset it's, a, it's quite a mythical place in Paris mm-hmm. so yet again we've got another atmosphere and another kind of crowd to, uh, to, uh, to work with so that's going to be really interesting mm. and is that the yeah. end of the tour then or are you going anywhere yes. else and- Paris is the last one, yeah. Paris is the last one, yeah. okay. So you've been on the road for a little bit. The month, the beginning of the month. Yeah. Actually, London was the first show. Okay. Okay. March, yes. mm, and it was a different show because it was a duo show. Yeah. Which, um, which, which then brings some of the songs into a completely different uh, arena because obviously we, we're working with the, you know, with the nature of the instruments and here is piano voice. So, you know, it's difficult. I mean, it's like you can't, you, you can make like a reggae song, but it, it's never going to sound really like a reggae song because you never yeah, have the bass and the, and the drums. So, so we had to rearrange uh, a lot of the songs, yes. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, no, I get that. It was great though. I enjoyed yes, it. Yes, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was scary because it was like very close up to the, to the audience. Yeah, I think yeah. It's, it was Pizza Express Jazz Club is like that, right? It is quite... It's quite intense at the front there, isn't it? <laughs> the audience it is, like, it is. right at your feet. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really happy about this show. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna binge. I'm gonna binge you on your music. I hope you're on YouTube. <laughs> yes, uh, I've actually. I just uh, worked. I uh, just uh, posted a, a live video of uh, like a short, condensed uh, things of the live show with mm, the band. Mm. And, okay. And then later on, we'll have some full songs. So tell yeah. us how to, find, how to find you online for people listening, then tell them as well as the other. <laughs> uh, how do we find me? Um, yeah. on, um, well, I've got a, a page on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's all under my name, which is Shalima, C-H-E-L-I-M-A. Mm-hmm. So I've got a, I don't know, I've got a website. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is Shalima.net. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've, I've got a um, Twitter account, which would be also Shalima. I've got a Instagram. I think it's called Shalima World. Shalima World, yeah. yeah. And uh, and uh, and on YouTube, is it Shalima as well? It's it's Shalima's. I, I I don't know. I believe it's Shalima. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be Shalima. But I don't know oh, if there's wow. a, there's, a, there's a, I'm, I'm, I'm not really, I mean, um, I use YouTube yeah. really to post videos, um, but yes, it would be Shelima. I mean, if you type Shelima, you will get to okay. my channel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll find you there. We'll, we'll definitely find you. So, I mean, um, what motivates you to keep going? That would be one of the questions. And then, you know, what do you do to relax when you just want to be Shelima? Yeah. <laughs> Two questions. <laughs> 
start with well, the <laughs> I believe I strongly I mean you know time will tell but who I am on stage is who I am in real life mm. so I haven't um, created another character of who I am it's just like it could be at some point a more intense part of Shelima mm-hmm. um, because when you know I mean obviously I'm always happy like in real life and I you know I don't talk too much about heavy subjects or things which are deep and some of my songs can be a bit deep so some friends discover a part of me but it's it's uh, it's a real part of me mm-hmm. um, um so and when I re- I mean when I need to relax I just like breathe <laughs> breathing and meditation that's all mm. and um you know I I mean I used to be, to need help to meditate so I used to go on YouTube when I first started the uh, uh, meditation came into my life about, about two and a half years ago. Um, and I've always kind of wanted to try, but I never, I think it's, a, it, uh, it's like if you were too busy in your head, then you don't want to find out how to relax. And um, I used to go onto YouTube to find like some nice relaxation things. Uh, and since I, I took it quite seriously, I'm able to do it just, you know, anywhere I am, even in a noisy place. Just take five minutes or 10 minutes or sometimes an hour to just uh, meditate mm-hmm. and relax. Okay. And what, I mean, the question, it was like, what motivates me to keep going? You, yes. Well, I'm only starting, so <laughs> I, want to see, I want to see where where's next. And I'm, okay. I think what, where, what's, um, uh, you know, when you do really good shows and you're really proud of some of the mm. songs that you do, you want to see w- whether you, you're able to do more. Um, and my voice, I completely, I mean, I, I know I, I need to explore it. I mean, I, I have a real sense of um, what it is now, but I also have a very strong feeling that it can go in a lot of other direction that I haven't even started thinking about. So I'm... You know, that's, that's the thing that kind of really gets me really excited is the voice work and it's where, what mm. I can do with it so I can express some of the things I want to express. Mm-hmm. In- yeah. mm. <laughs> Interesting. Beautiful. Shalera, yes, I to have you say the name of your um, EP and the, I think there's one track that you released as a video and stuff, right? Yes, I mean the EP is called The Beholder uh, and it has also um, and, and that's also the, the video that was released um, yeah. I felt that it was a, a great way of starting um, a starting up uh, because it's all about self-acceptance mm-hmm. um, and it's all about you know um, the challenge that one may encounter in in um, accepting who we really are um and it came from um the expression beauty is in the eye of the beholder which i love mm. and i you know it's like i was trying to you know what's the eye of the beholder to ask myself the question of what what's the eye of the beholder mm. um, because sometimes it can be very external uh, while actually the the eye of the beholder that only matters is our own eye and mm. our internal eye. <laughs> so mm. it's that challenge, is that, uh, that challenging way. So that's a beholder. But I've released two other tracks. One is called Wind's Whisper, 
it's one of my favorites it's uh it's you know wind whispering us uh, some beautiful thoughts um and uh to change to change things in our life and the other it's called it's not the end uh it's a reggae very uh, actually very uh, good feel um dancey tune as well um which is um a song you know it it was inspired by a, a sentence from a film where someone was saying that if uh, if the story doesn't end well <coughs> i'm sorry if the story doesn't end well then it's not the end and i love that <laughs> i think it's a great reminder because sometimes we you know, we've got a little catastrophe in our life and sometimes they're very little. I mean, they're not even catastrophe, which, uh, you know, makes us forget everything that actually it's not the end and it's not very important. <laughs> mm. So, uh, oh, I love that. And then, um, yeah, check the, out, yeah. check the EP, sorry, out now because it is good. And I have it sitting here on my desk, actually. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if there are links to it, we can definitely link it up. We will you know, link it up in the, the show notes. In the show, um, so everyone can, can, can go get it. Um, for the young, you know, the young women listening to our podcast and they, you know, they want to be those up and coming artists, but they've been putting, putting on hold their dreams for a long time. What would you be, what would be your advice to them? Wow. Um, young or not young, I'd, I'd say, because actually yeah. it's easier for the youngest than for those who are absolutely uh, yeah. a bit more advanced in, in time. Um, I like that. It, <laughs> Last in time. <laughs> well, with a lot of experience, yeah, which is great, which is which is uh, which yeah. is beautiful because you you arrive yeah. with a different uh, a different perception. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's, uh, the the there's two things. Like everything has its own rhythm, and as long as mm. you're going step by step, even if it's slowly, it's good because you're okay. still making uh, your action work with your intentions. And I think that's really important for, you know, if you really want to take that uh, the, the next step. I mean, it can take, you know, 10 years to do like a work of art or it can take a week. It, it, mm. Everything has its own rhythm. So my advice would be to start even if it's slowly. Uh, and the second big advice that I would say is uh, as you start slowly, learn not to... Uh, to take any judgment from others. It doesn't matter what other mm. people think. And there will mm. always be, there will always be people who don't like what you do. And that's, you know, that's per perfectly fine. What's important in terms of being an artist is to be able to do what you want to do and to express what you want to express with the means that you want, you know, that you choose to, to use. Um, the rest doesn't matter. And, and you know, then the you know where the journey leads is like it's for them to experience and to uh, uh, and to trust that you know it will lead to something beautiful at least for yourself. Mm. Mm. Beautiful sage advice. Thank you so <laughs> much for being with us. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for inviting <laughs> me to take part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, I felt I feel that I have spoken far too much, and you haven't spoken enough oh, oh we would love to hear i mean i'm sorry because i i just discovered also the show and oh, okay. to hear what kind of motivated you to start this journey 
and how did you treat it? Okay, I'm going to tell you. Um, <laughs> we're going to tell you. So yeah. um, oh, we had an idea. When did we have an idea? Like a year and a half ago. A year and a yeah. That we would try out podcasting. It would be interesting. We would interview some interesting people that were trying to make a difference in the world, do interesting things, um, inspire people who wanted to listen. We were quite casual in the beginning, right? Yes, we were. <laughs> we were very casual about it, yeah. Um, so we, how do we know each other? So originally, Ziada's husband is a friend of mine, also for for many years, nearly as long as I've known you. Um, <laughs> and that's originally how we knew each other. Um, yeah. What, what can you add? <laughs> I, I don't know, pretty much that. And then I got into the picture and then uh, we got introduced. And <laughs> we were, I guess we've been friends since. So yeah, yeah as Maria said, we started very casually. Um, and then over time, we felt like, okay, the podcast is actually evolving to just being just a normal, your normal casual podcast. Mm. And yeah, so now it's been how long? A year? We celebrated a year and a half. A year and a half, a year, a a year year. And a half nearly. Yeah. Amazing. So, so friendship good. again is great. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, you know, there's a, there's something about friendship that, you know. So can, we get abs- absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah, we, so we get to talk to each other every week and we get to talk to really interesting people and find out and it's, really interesting things. So it's amazing doing it. And, and it's, it's really specifically dedicated to women, right? Yeah, yes. so exactly. Yeah. And, and with an emphasis on um, women that want to make a difference in the world, but broadly, you know, so through mm-hmm. art, through... through um, helping individuals through doing big projects through whatever way you know Um, perfect yeah 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 and just to you know to get the it's a a platform to get you know to tell our story as women Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and the amazing work that we are doing (laughs) exactly exactly yeah yeah <laughs> we just don't celebrate ourselves as much as we should be. Yeah, because we have, you know, when when we do, we should, you know, when we think that we could have time, actually, it's time to make the food. Actually, thank God, my son has learned to to, uh, to wait uh, my time to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much for having yeah. me. And we look yeah. forward to hearing how your music develops as well. Thank we'll you. be watching. Yeah. And our theme tune over and over was written and performed by Eleanor Brown, who you can find at eleanorbrownmusic.com. <laughs>